Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Cleaning. <laughs> become clean. Like cleaning up? Let's become more clean and more pure and be more perfect and more sparkling clean forever. It sounds great. And you know the bonus is, is if you get clean enough, you never die. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, uh-huh. So if you, can, if you can just make everything clean and perfect. Uh-huh. And then... <laughs> yep. You clean it three times and then you'll never die. You Every put... time. <laughs> I used to I used to work with a guy. Now I don't think I don't think he had anything. I don't think he had a medical condition or number one, we wouldn't have done it, but number and number two, it wouldn't be funny. So he didn't he didn't have a medical condition, but he had I used to work with a guy in his office, he had everything on his desk and he had like forty one different objects on his desk and they were in a precise layout and all the edges of them were all like squared up with the desk. Mm -hmm. And this was in the days of big old compact computers, like those beige boxes that were like the size of three large pizzas mm -hmm. and they had like big clunky disk drives in them and stuff but uh he would have what he had one of those then he had other square objects on his desk that were like on top of it and sometimes we would go in his office and we would take about five of the objects and we would turn them about 11 degrees yeah. <laughs> it's like a prank that is like of a grade that i would have pulled when i was in school it's absolutely harmless <laughs> yeah <laughs> just very lightly just just a little rib <laughs> like i see you it's all right <laughs> like i understand that bullying is bad but like joshing i feel like you, you should be you should be allowed to josh people i think that I'll agree with you. Bullying is bad. I think everybody can agree on that. But I think if you know somebody and you're familiar with somebody, then joking with them and every joking, by the way, if if you're the only one that laughs, it's not a joke. Mm -hmm. It's not a prank. You're just being an asshole. Mm -hmm. But if you josh somebody, then they laugh because you're familiar and they know you don't mean it. And you laugh and they laugh and you guys are good friends, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. I think that I think that's totally acceptable. One annoying thing that the internet has done is they've made people who don't know you try to josh you. And it's like, you don't know me. Uh -huh. And you're also saying stuff that's like so rude that my friends would not say that to me. Right. So strangers being like incredibly rude without any sort of bond of friendship. <laughs> right. <laughs> that could be a working definition of social media is, is it's so twilight zoney. It's like tomorrow you will wake up and overnight eight people you don't know will tell you how much they hate you. <laughs> Man, speaking of like becoming clean and becoming more of a pure person and like cleaning your shit out and being like cool, clean vibes. Man, nothing gets your vibes cleaner than quitting social media. <sighs> nothing cleans your vibes out better than quitting social media. I haven't seen anyone fucking fight. I have no idea what's going on on this planet right now. By the time it's my problem, I'll see it on the local news, man. I mean, if I don't see it on the local news, I don't give a shit. If it... <laughs> Give it a just give it a shot. Just like try it on. If it's not on the local news, don't worry about it. If it doesn't pop up on Citizen, it is not. not yeah, of, not my problem. It's yet. not of importance to you. No one ha and I have absolutely no say so in what happens at all. I ha if I have zero percent 
say so at all and what is happening and literally no one on the planet gives a shit what my opinion is i'm not going to get in a fight with somebody about it (laughs) i'm not going to get worked up about it i'm not going to get stressed out about it i'm not going to try to imagine all the scenarios that this this event that i have nothing to do with is going to adversely affect my life in 20 years i'm not going to worry about it right now i'm not worried about it until it ends up on a local newsman and you know what sparkling clean smooth as a bitch yeah well you know (laughs) i i still use social media to some extent i post on there. I like to post little things that I think of, but usually what I'll do is I'll just restrict it so only people I know can respond to me. And I don't follow like a billion people. I just follow people that I know or that I would like to talk to or like the park. The park doesn't even reply to me. One time I found a rare egg in the park and I was like, hey, (laughs) I... (laughs) I found this giant fucking egg, man. What's up with this it fucking like, egg, no? Yeah, it was like four it was like four inches long and it was like off white and it was just chilling. It was like in the celandine. There's like this invasive this invasive ground cover called the lesser celandine. I found it down in the celandine. This giant egg, it was a like a decimeter long, right? And <laughs> so I pick it up and I'm like, man, I should not be handling this no. egg. Uh uh-uh, uh, put it down. Like I, like this could be an eagle egg. It's got eagle budgies on it. There could be a. It could be a griffin egg. Right. What if it was? I mean, there's no, there's no telling. And so I took some pictures and I put it back like exactly where I found it. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, all right. I kind of poked around and I was like, hey, egg, like type egg in forest into Bing and you know nothing comes up that tells you anything about your egg. Right. <laughs> I have an app. It's called Seek. They can't seek an egg on it, huh? No, it's just, they're like, that's an egg, man. Good luck, buddy. (laughs) So I tweeted. I tweeted at the local parks. I'm like, hey, listen, I was in uh, Walnut Grove or whatever the fucking, Scioto Crest, whatever the fucking park was called. I'm down here. I got an egg. And I actually, I I recorded the GPS of it. And I'm like, look. (laughs) They don't give a shit. (laughs) Am I on the GPS of your egg? (laughs) I just, I thought it could be really important to somebody. Right. And so I was like, look. Here's the coordinates of the egg. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I tweeted at him and I didn't hear back. And I didn't hear back. And then... So, like, three days later, I was like, well, okay, so clearly they just have somebody doing this, and the person doing their little social media doesn't care about the egg, but I care about the egg. So I emailed, and then I get an email back, and they're like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) The guy who's worried about the egg. (laughs) In the email, I think, the email said, just leave the egg where it is. Don't sweat the egg, man. (laughs) You're a peach. (laughs) You're so worried about that egg. (laughs) Well, yeah, so, okay, anyways, I will admit, like, I will pop into Facebook, like, maybe once a week, just in case, like, someone messaged me. Yeah, sure. And I will pop into Twitter maybe once every three or four days, and I stay for about three minutes, right? 
Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Just enough to see, like, has anyone messaged me? Like, whatever. But you know what? If you're my friend, you message me on my phone. We text. We do text messaging, and that's how we know. If you don't have my phone number, then we don't really need to talk that much. Right? Yeah. That's my feelings on it, man. And uh, anyway, so anyways, on Twitter, I do follow. I only follow people I like who do, do stuff I'm interested in. And I have my fucking word filter on there set up so it anything that has anything to do with politics or anything like that is absolutely filtered out. I will not see it. If anyone mentions anything having to do with anything like that, it will just get filtered out. Right? Yeah. And then I follow a handful of like local news and stuff. And sometimes I will tweet at the local news guy and he always replies to me and he's always very nice. <laughs> the weatherman? Yeah, Ben Gilbert. <laughs> My favorite weatherman. He's like a he's like a cultural institution in Columbus, Ohio. He's like he's been the weatherman for a long time. I remember a few years back, Natalie went to a uh, you went to a uh, weather seminar. It the was storm spotter training. Severe yeah. severe weather training. Yeah, and uh, you're like, okay, I'm off. I'm going to the weather training, and I was like, okay, have fun. You know, come back with some weather knowledge. <laughs> Tell me about it. We don't, you know, both of us can't go to school, so come back. And <laughs> it's like the therapist. Two for one. <laughs> it's, the, it's the therapist. It's the therapist theory. It's like you just you ask your friends what their therapist said, and then you also take their advice. Right, right. <laughs> it's, just it's, give me the gems. It's free therapy. Yeah, just yeah. hit me with the gems. I don't have to worry about the rest of it. So I'm just I'm going about my day. And I'm just waiting for Natalie to get back, and I'm doing whatever, and my phone buzzes, and I pick it up, and in all caps, it says, Ben Gelber is here. <laughs> I was so excited. I was so excited. Ben Gelber was there. Yeah, it was just it was just like in this big auditorium, and we were learning about all the different kind of like cloud formations and stuff, and like what kind of stuff we need to look for before we call the National Weather Service and all this shit. And then they're like, "All right, and for our last segment, we got Ben Gilbert." I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh ben Gilbert, Ben Gilbert. He has little Frankenstein shoes on because he's like a little dude. Oh, <laughs> I man. love him so much. I love him so much. If you're in Central Ohio and Ben Gilbert isn't your favorite weatherman, I don't want to talk to you about it. And sound off in the Discord only if you love Ben Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't joined the Discord, patreon.com slash University. It's available worldwide. If you're not in Central Ohio, you may not know who that is. But before we get any further down this rabbit hole, Natalie. Yeah. What is cleaning? Uh, cleaning is... <laughs> can I just say before I tell you what it is? I I think this might be the longest we've gone without you asking me the question. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's like a new record. It's a new record. We'll have to write down the time and, and keep keep track and see. <laughs> this is the number one longest, longest delay for starting the podcast. Anyway, cleaning is the process of removing unwanted substances such as dirt, infectious agents... Bad vibes and other impurities from an object or environment. And it occurs in different contexts using different methods. Like you could wipe it or sweep it or mop it or lick it. Whatever you need to do, baby. The uh there's a big there's a big divide in cleaning, you know. I always I always tried to learn how to clean stuff. I was never fastidious as a young man. Mm-hmm. 
I've been a little germaphobe over the past year, but uh, my hands are always clean. My fingernails are always short. I was never a long fingernail guy, but my fingernails have been especially short and I've been filing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is... There is definitely a uh, a gender divide in the world of uh, of cleaning. This is all to say I, I'm not gonna get into I'm not gonna get into that, uh, except to say number one that it's unfair, and number two, uh, studies have shown that over ninety percent of men consider peeing on the poop stains inside of the toilet a major form of cleaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> standards are different is what you're saying yeah it's very much you know it's like when you garden you take all of the plant matter that you don't use and you compost it and then it decays and then it turns into soil and you grow new plants in the soil the pee washing the poop off is very much like the same the same theory right right that's something i think every young man thinks to themselves that they have discovered something important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, we have a pretty egalitarian household. I don't feel like either of us takes on a a heavier yoke when it comes to housework than the other one does. No, and I think that every generation has something where they are the first ones in their generation to really do it. I am for sure the first generation in my family to be a man that cleans the house. Right. Like I clean, I clean stuff up. I I clean stuff up. Uh, my, you do all you do laundry. Yeah, I don't need to run down the whole list. I do a I do a bunch of you stuff. You do all. I mean, it, 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 I don't need to. Not making a list like you deserve awards for it. That's what I'm. Not what I'm yeah. saying. I'm just saying, like when I say when when I say it's an egalitarian household, I don't mean that you put your clothes away by yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a lowered bar. It is like an equal distribution of housework. Well, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm just saying my dad was the first man in his family to go to college. Uh-huh. I'm the first man in my family to do the fucking dishes without somebody putting on a parade for me. Right, right. Without someone having to go to the hospital first. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's ain't here. Reckon I gotta do the dishes. <laughs> You know, the lectures, just the shit that the previous generations would say, the shit that the the boomers and even the older folks would say to us about things that we don't do and things that uh, things that we're incapable of doing and we don't work hard enough and we waste our time like doing things that we like. And who wants to look at art anyway? That sounds dumb. <laughs> Just the stuff that they would say. And then when their wives would would have something happen and they couldn't cook for them, it's like, I starved. I ate butter. I just I just ate sticks of butter. There's some flour in the cabinet. What the hell is that? <laughs> Made some glue and had it with my butter. <laughs> Very funny. My uh, my folks both had jobs, but my dad never did any of uh, the cleaning or the cooking for the family or anything like that. I remember after he retired, he he was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do some stuff. I'm gonna do the laundry for the whole family." But 
he made up his own way to do the laundry. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> and <laughs> would get very angry at anybody that would ask him to wash their clothes in a way that didn't destroy them. Right. And it was just, you know, some people just come up with a way to do something and they're very rigid in their thinking. And so uh, I remember getting back all my black shirts and all my black shirts were like all worn out because he had like washed them on hot right. or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were all like gray. And I was like, can you please not do this? And I remember he got so mad. I got you. <laughs> you ungrateful brat. <laughs> well, uh, you know, my folks never, my folks never called me names. <laughs> they never called they, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, they never called me they never called me names. They never cussed at you. They said, God damn it, Drew. Your dad said oh, that. Oh, they would, yeah. For sure, they, for sure, my dad would, would cuss. I think it's, I think it's important that, uh, I think you can holler and I think you can be like, why did you do this thing? I need you to not do this thing. You can't do this fucking thing. I told you not to do this shit. <laughs> I think that makes total sense. That's like a way of that's like a way of communicating. Yeah. I think you I think you can't call somebody names. I think that's disrespectful. Right. My mom would always now my mom uh is extremely intelligent. My my dad was really smart too. But uh I'm just stealing their valor. I'm right, I'm right. not as smart as they are. My mom was very intelligent too and you know went to school and uh got a degree uh -huh. and went to work as a teacher. And uh, she always had to do all of the cooking and all the cleaning. And she would get very frustrated. She didn't like doing it. And she kept threatening to run away and join the circus. And I thought, that is so funny. That is, in, that is an antiquated threat. That is so funny. Right. <laughs> right. And then one day, it clicked. I was like, it was not even very long ago. It was still like three or four years ago. It just clicked to me that my mom had been a gymnast and she rode unicycles like the tall the big tall ones she would ride you know six foot unicycles yeah and she led a unicycle troop for a number of years at her school and so when she said i'm going to join the circus that's what she meant it was a <laughs> it was a legitimate threat she was the only person where that was a fucking legitimate threat. I'm gonna go. I'm Can you gonna, imagine how how high up in the air a gymnast would be able to toss your mom? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, riding these these tall unicycles back and forth in circles and like coordinating a a troop of fourteen year olds like doing the same in a smaller circle next to her while like chanting and shouting and Is throwing she had a, a juggle? baton. Did she know how to juggle? I'm pretty sure she did. Are you serious? She had she had all this shit going on, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's why I mean my dad couldn't do any of that shit. My dad <laughs> No, he couldn't. I picked I picked up my uh It's amazing how I, I picked up my physical abilities from my dad. Yeah. <laughs> my dad and I used to ride our bikes and one day he fell off his bike on the bike trail we weren't on a road he fell off his bike 
and I don't want to make light of it because he he fell and he he hit his hands, his elbows, and he smashed his face, and he had to have his a bunch of skin on his face sandpapered off because he had gravel embedded in it, and then he couldn't feel hot or cold in his hands for a few years. Uh, but that's what he did. That was on a bike, <laughs> so he never rode a unicycle. <laughs> right, right. I fell off my bike a bunch, but right. I never I never got too fucked up because I quit riding a bike. It was too fast. I mean, no one is perfect. And so I, I, I preface what I'm saying by saying that nobody is perfect. You are not you're not graceful. You're, oh, no. you're a clumsy guy. But that's like one of your one one of two faults. Wit- <laughs> you can't be completely perfect. One of two faults. Yeah. You have a list. <laughs> You hurt yourself a lot. You slosh coffee around. Oh, the coffee <laughs> thing. Okay. Okay. Those are my only two. Aside from that, you're a perfect person as far as I'm concerned. I I almost I gotta think that the coffee and the proprioception have gotta be related. <laughs> well, I mean, but it comes back to the cleaning. Yeah. Bringing it back around in a circle talking about cleaning. My I co- hate cleaning coffee off shit. If I, if I see the coffee somewhere, I'll clean it up for sure. I do. I will clean as I go. <laughs> the way you hold a mug, you have a mug and like, yeah. like that, and the coffee like goes everywhere, and your mom does the same thing. She was over my house, and I looked at her, and she was wobbling her coffee mug all over the house like a fucking crazy person. I was like, that's where, that's where you got it. <laughs> and I was like having a nervous breakdown the whole time she was at the house for like a whole weekend, so I was like, I got two of them. Just sloshing coffee all over my fucking house, like all of my walls and my floorboards, just coffee all over everything. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> when did people start cleaning? Nobody knows. Because like, animals clean shit up, right? No one invented cleaning. We've been cleaning. Like when we, as soon as we decided we weren't going to sleep in our poop, that was cleaning, man. Do you ever look at pictures? From like in our lifetime, even like the eighties, nineties. Do you ever look at pictures and think, man, things were dirtier back then? Do you ever look at at that? You ever see pictures? I just always assume that's the quality of the photograph. I can never tell if it's the quality of the photograph or if stuff just looked real crummy. I think that is the quality of the photograph combined with the fact that everything in the picture is old, and you associate it from that stuff with being crummy now you think it was it was clean back then but but now it is an old couch to you when you look at it you're like look at that old couch but the fact then that oh. was a new couch and and the picture is very old and crummy yeah maybe that's it maybe that's it it's just even sometimes when i watch old movies i'm like man every everything's dirty but i now i'm <laughs> But now I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking the last time I was thinking that uh, we were watching Taxi Driver. Right, right. I think everything is pretty dirty in that movie. That guy the with the grimy this... streets, mean streets. <laughs> that part where he he does the narration. He's like, at night I would take the taxi back, and sometimes someone would barf in it. <laughs> One day, a real rain will come and wash the scum from the earth. <laughs> That's a form of cleaning. Right. That's a that's a biblical cleanse, baby. Cleanse you, it biblically. You got to be careful when you start talking cleansing versus cleaning. Right, right. We're not talking about that. We're talking about cleaning. Like, oh, it's dirty. Not anymore. One day a real rain will come and oxyclean the filth <laughs> from this shirt. <laughs> Uh, 
so um, back in the old days, people would make brushes and brooms to sweep with, and then they would clean with like sea sponges. And I imagine they would just use water, I guess. Put a little. Then they invented soap at some point. I probably should have mentioned how they made soap, but that's for another episode. Maybe we'll talk just about soap. If you'd like to hear an episode about soap, sound off in the Discord. We have a channel in there, topic suggestions, where you can tell us what to talk about. So to put soap in there if you want, baby. <laughs> right. Um, so even when people had dirt floors, they would sweep them, right? You get the crumbs out because the animals would get the crumbs, right? Uh, who is it that had the pegs on the walls so they could hang the floor? They could hang the chairs on the pegs and they could sweep up. I don't know. It was either Shakers or Quakers, but I don't remember. <laughs> Shakers and the Quakers. I don't remember which one. I know they're different. <laughs> they are they though. <laughs> Six of one, half dozen of the other. Think about it. So if you are employed as being a cleaning person, you could be like a maid or a janitor, right? Uh Uh-huh. And so a maid or a housemaid is a female domestic worker. And the reason they're called maid is because back in the old days, a maid referred to an unmarried woman who was usually the person you would hire to clean your house okay and so they were part of like a hierarchy within the household where they would have like the butler and the footman and the maid and all these people who all did all the kind of bullshit inside the house right Mm -hmm. and so rich people would have huge staffs of people who would keep their homes and then some people would just have a couple people and then like the poor the poor rich people would only have one person cleaning their house (laughs) (laughs) the temporarily embarrassed rich people would have a single help right right (laughs) um if you are uh someone who cleans like a building that is not someone's home then you would be a janitor And a janitor will typically do cleaning and maintenance and groundwork and all that kind of stuff, right? And I, have you ever been a janitor? I've been a janitor. I've I've been not in an official capacity, but I was, I did janitor work in a school, yeah. My first job was a janitor job. I was like, it was like the the end of the school year and then in the summer... I came back to school during the summer and it was like me and all the custodians. And then we just went around and cleaned cleaned the school up. Like I was like assistant custodian. (laughs) (laughs) That that is a job that will make you hate people. Absolutely. Because you were taking great pains to fix other people's carelessness. Right. And then you see people's carelessness like, like ruining the work you just did. Yeah. Like, I spent all summer long, like, waxing the desks and scrubbing them and, like, washing the walls and shit like that. And then I came back to school at the end at the end of the summer, and I would see, like, some kid, like, walk down the hallway with a pencil and just, like, drag the pencil all the way down the wall, like, that as they were walking down the hallway. <laughs> like, the whole length of it. And then see people, like, writing on the desks and shit, and be like, oh, I fucking hate you people so much. It took me so long to fucking... F- clean those desks off my fucking knuckles are cracking you fucking butt faces (laughs) well you it's important to know when you go into a situation and it's like clean and there's not crap everywhere that means somebody picked it up Mm -hmm. now i heard that 
in Japan, they make the children go around. And clean the school. And clean the school, which on one hand is good. I think you get an appreci- I think you would get an appreciation for what it takes. I don't know if, I don't know if that would fly culturally in America. It seems like it would be good, though. They should do it. They should do it. Because, first off, kids need to learn how to clean anyway. And so why not have a school do it? Teach the kids to clean, and then they will do it for free. You know who would be great at teaching kids to clean? Is when you have those coaches that's like the girls' soccer coach, and the girls' soccer coach always goes to the state championship, and then he teaches, like... Health. <laughs> yeah. Like Keyboarding. You should, <laughs> you should take him. You should give the health class to like somebody who actually cares about people and can like talk to them about like hygiene and sex ed in a way that's not super hateful. Right. Right. You should give that position because that's super important. You should give that position to somebody who like has some sparkle of humanity left in them. And then you just make the girl soccer coach go around and bark at everybody to clean. Right. Like, that would be the perfect job. We had some coach who was like a bullshit teacher in the high school when I was in school. And I don't remember if he taught keyboarding or some other class like that or some other class like that. But he got fired or got reprimanded or got in trouble or something because he was running some elaborate scam or some elaborate ruse where he was uh, drafting kids from other countries to sign up for student exchange programs and and then specifically to come to our high school and play in the sports teams, like to play basketball and stuff. He would find international kids who were like really tall and shit like that and, and try and try to sign them up for like student like international exchange student stuff so they would come and play basketball for us. So did he did it happen? Did he get it to happen? I don't remember. I don't remember if that happened if if he if he succeeded in it or what, but it was like he was trying to find like, you know, sport tall kids from Africa. To bring S- them over. Sports brain is a real problem. Right, it is. <laughs> Man, imagine uh, imagine how apoplectic a basketball coach would get if he's like, man, I heard, you know, Manute Bowl, that guy's from Sudan. They're tall as shit, mm-hmm. man. Like signing up, like paying all these fees, going through all this. And uh, he goes to the airport and four real short kids walk off the plane. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what he was doing, but he was doing some kind of weird, weird shit like behind the scenes, like trying to like find kids specifically to play on the basketball team. That is so awful. <laughs> there is just something that is so inhuman about saying, oh, you come from a developing country. You have food insecurity. Uh, nobody in your country is uh making any wages except like the the president's little corrupt gang of toadies right and like you're gonna be forced into the the army or or you're gonna be like working in some factory and your life's gonna be so bad and i'm not gonna save you because of any of that but if you can ball Then I will gain something from this, and now we're talking. (laughs) You could come over here temporarily.
I didn't even think of temporarily as being a thing. That makes it so much worse. <laughs> I mean, it's a student exchange, whatever you fucking call it, where you swap a Spanish oh. kid for an American kid. Oh, exchange. Yeah. Man, uh, if I was from so- if I was from some fucking place, I'd be tempted to pull a North Korea. If I was from some fucking place and I came over here and everybody's just arr, arr, stuffing their faces. Right. And, uh... And they're like, well, uh, your one-year exchange program is ending. We uh, we went to the national championships <laughs> for uh, for basketball because <laughs> you know you were ta- you were taller than those other kids, right? So that worked out really totally well. Totally dunking on them. That worked, yeah. That worked out real well. But listen, it's April. The uh, or no, it's uh, they're still playing basketball in April. It's uh, July. <laughs> Uh, B-ball season's over, and you are not a footballer, so you gotta get the fuck out of here, buddy. <laughs> Do you have your stuff packed? That'd be like one minute. I would hop out the window. Right, right. But they wouldn't. They wouldn't exchange you to play sports, baby. I'm talking. I'm talking <laughs> hypothetical. Yeah, Do you know yeah. how lucky it is that uh, I was born in the United States as, as a white a, guy? As a white guy. Yeah. I was going to say as an old white guy, but... You were born like that. If I was born old, that really would be rare. Right. (laughs) Rarest man. Born old, like a homunculus. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I've seen seen that picture of you when you were real little. You kind of look like a little homunculus. (laughs) Like a pissed off guy. Like you're like humiliated by your babiness. I did. I just looked like a pissed off little You're guy. Like, I can't believe I can't do anything. You were really mad. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like not like sad, like baby crying. Like you oh, just had yeah. a look on your face, like you were not into it. <laughs> it was a glare. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen a baby glare like that? Nope. <laughs> One time, just once. Just my baby. Just my special guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the main story when it comes to cleaning is house cleaning. That's where you live. Yeah. House cleaning, just one of those Sisyphean rocks we push up that right. hill. It's never ending. And if it gets, if if you don't do it enough and it gets bad or you just don't do the house cleaning, then they put you on the hoarder's show and then they humiliate you in front of everybody. Yeah. Man, it is... No one ever taught me how to clean the house. I had to, like, hack it out myself. And so, like, there's, like, a lot of house cleaning stuff where I'm not really sure, like, what the operation is. Like, what is the situation? What are we doing here, man? Like, I know I'm supposed to, like, clean the floorboards, but how often? Because if it's not all the time, then I don't know when when I'm supposed to do it. I think it's very much like watering a plant. I can water plants every day. Yeah. I cannot water a plant once a month. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I, bad at that stuff. <laughs> I it's hard it's hard for me to say once once every 5 days I've got to do this. Well, it's I'm going to either do it too much or too little cuz right. I can't I can't do that. Right. Right. I need to have like a placebo activity to fill up the spot too. I got to like fill it like <laughs> It's just like I can't timing shit is really hard for me. So you need to have like the last row of birth control pills, but for cleaning the house? Is that what you're saying? I need to have, like, something else I'm doing instead of that activity, like, when I would normally do that. You should 
get uh, Hot Wheels. <laughs> yeah. You should get a Hot Wheels that has wheels that are not going to mark up the floorboards. Uh. Uh, and six days out of the week, you go around and you drive the Hot Wheels on every floorboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then that's also like, that gives you a chance to check out all the parts of the house just in case there's anything wrong. Right. And then on the seventh day, instead of the Hot Wheels, you drive a rag. <laughs> right. Man, you know what's really sweet? It, it, this has been my new project is lately I've been teaching Nona how to do housework and I just make her do it. <laughs> that's a pretty classic thing. I think we were a little late on the uptick. <laughs> On I don't want to make her feel like like she's just here to do housework, man. But like she's old enough now. I don't. I'm not here for like little kids doing a half-ass job, and I have to go up around behind them and do it, right? But she's old enough now that she'll do it fine, right? Yeah, she can. She can do it. That's and and she's young enough that I'm like, hey, Nona, and she like bounds over like a puppy, and she's like, yeah, and I'm like, you want to learn how to clean the floorboards, and she's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Got her cleaning the cabinets, like all the all the bitch work that I don't want to do because it like it's not part of my normal house cleaning routine. That's the stuff I've been teaching Nona how to do. Yeah, it's good. She does a pretty good job. She, I mean, if she does a if she does a sixty percent good job several times, she'll nail it all the way. <laughs> That's the way I'm looking at it. If she if she does a half ass job a few times then it's like doing it once and i didn't have to do it any of the times so. the only <laughs> the only downside is that if you give a five minute job to a 12 year old it will take them 110 minutes <laughs> yeah right <laughs> they'll find a way to like ruin everything by doing it <laughs> so House cleaning and housekeeping is like you get rid of your garbage, you clean your surfaces, you dust, you vacuum, um, you can do like your gutters, wash your windows, washing windows, I don't think I've ever done that. This is probably why we have spider webs all over our windows. I've never washed the windows either. Sometimes when you're inside and I'm outside and I got the garden hose, sometimes I'll spray the window. But that's not about washing the window. That's about making you be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it only, and it's like a good random inconsistent reward because like when you have headphones on, it doesn't do anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, one of my favorite occasional chores is, is pressure washing the patio oh yeah that's I, a good one i enjoy that one that's a good one it's very like it's very toothbrushy because uh -huh. it cleans such a tiny it cleans such a tiny amount right at a time it's like the size of a pencil eraser and you can move that eraser around but you are essentially pencil erasering the patio right i'm that i love that kind of shit the kind of like those zen chores that's what i like where you just gotta, you just gotta like zone out and accept that it's gonna take you forever. I think that's a big part of housework that I only accepted in adulthood. Like the fact that something, the fact that something would take more than five minutes. Like I would just simply, until I got like a, a pretty old, if something took more than five minutes, I just wouldn't do it. Like I was always like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do five minutes worth of this. And then I'm going to think about how I'm going to think about a way that I can do this in five minutes in the future. Right. Like, no, man, you just 
you got to move the vacuum over the whole place. Right, right. It's true. You do have to do that. <laughs> you got to get down on the toilet. You got to get down behind the pegs and everything. Right. Well, here's the thing is that you could do like a shitty job all the time and that's fine. Now that, that is that is news to me. That is something I've learned in my adulthood. Like when I was younger, I, I th always thought that you had to do a 100% perfect job all the time. And that is like setting yourself up for failure. But if you can accept like less than perfection from yourself and you could just like do like a really shitty job all the time, then everything is always fine. Like as far as housework goes, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could half-ass, like if I half-ass pick up the house and tell Nona to wipe off the counters and I just like run the sweeper like and just pick up the parts, parts where I see it's dirty, it's fine. It looks fine. Deal with it. If I do that every day, then it's fine. The house is clean enough. I'm going to mix the toilet up with some bleach like once a week. It's fine. It's fine. I think our, our house is... It always looks clean. <laughs> but... We have, like, I have, like, rules about the house, though. I don't want certain shit in the house. I don't like certain shit sitting sitting out. I don't like certain things, like, hanging around because it makes it so I can't do it shitty real fast. Like, I want to be able to just go over with a feather duster real fast. Five seconds. Right? Well, something, something that is important is that, and it's been less important this past year during the pandemic for this reason, uh, but something that is important is I think if you're in your house not doing anything and somebody comes over, let's let's imagine it's normal times and nobody will just get you sick. Uh -huh. But if somebody comes over, they could come into your house and there would be nothing going on that you would be unduly embarrassed by. Right. When I was a kid, it was always like I could not just informally invite people people over because there was always the concept that the house was a mess right but the house was not actually like a mess the house was never like a bad mess right well here's here's some something that was that's interesting about the pandemic as well is that i feel like when i was younger my house cleaning was encouraged by the idea that people were coming over yeah and like I would, it was not much of an issue if people if people weren't going to come over, and no one was going to see the house. And so, like at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were first like shut up, it was like it's easy to let it go, and the house got real messy, right? And so this year, I learned the important lesson where I'm not cleaning the house for other people; I'm cleaning the house for myself. I'm cleaning the house for myself because I deserve to live in a nice house, and I'm the only person who's going to make it like that, right? Yeah. I'm not doing it for people who don't live here. They don't pay rent. I don't give a shit what they think about my house, but. I want to live somewhere it's not a fucking filthy shithole. It's worked out. I think it makes staying inside all the time a lot easier. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> nicer you can make your house and then nicer your house is, right? And I I think when you say when you say the house is messy, it's more like you have Amazon boxes in the front room and it's cluttered. And you have, you maybe you have books all around, like you have books in the different places you were looking at them and stuff. Right. More than like, more than like squalor. No, we never have squalor. We have like, we will get clutter where we do not purge often enough. I don't want anything on surfaces. I don't want to see fucking anything on surfaces. I don't want to see anything on counters. I don't want to see anything on tables. I don't want everything. If it's the surface, it is there waiting for us to do something on it. It's not there to store stuff. Like, that is like a peeve of mine. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see labels and logos because if they're not paying rent in my house, they don't get to advertise inside my house. Right? Yeah. 
and if it, as long as those like then you just go around and dust, bitch. <laughs> but you have to keep the clutter down. I'm like very into throwing things away. That is a major part of my house cleaning is throwing th things away because if you don't want to dust it, you gotta throw it away. <laughs> well, and I think that the reason why a lot of people save stuff is they grew up in a situation where they didn't have much money. And so if you threw something away, you wouldn't be able to get another one, maybe. Right. And so I understand why people are sometimes preoccupied with the idea of saving everything. And I know that my folks were that way to a certain extent. They would buy cheap stuff and uh, they would just save it. Mm -hmm. We didn't live in squalor. We had just a lot of stuff in the house, but they grew up with nothing. Right. So they're very hard. They were very hard pressed to throw stuff away. I think that there is a luxury to being able to chuck stuff, even right. if it's just cleaning out boxes. Because I know when I didn't have much money, I was always like trying to get stuff cheap and sell it on eBay. This was like in the 90s mm -hmm. and like in the early 00s. And I would save boxes and I would save bubble wrap and I would save anytime I bought something, I'd save the box and the bubble wrap and everything. And then so I wouldn't have to buy that if I was selling shit on eBay, right? Right, right. So not doing that, not having to hustle that hard, just, just 10 or 20 bucks here and there makes it so I don't have to keep cardboard boxes and bubble wrap and styrofoam around anymore. So there is a, a luxury that comes with that, but... I think, you know, when you get up, you're doing something and you think I've got to go into this other room and do something and you stand up and you go and you walk into the other room and you forget what you were doing. That's like a known phenomenon. And it's because going into a different room cues your brain to like load the set of memories associated with the kitchen. Right. Just because your brain is is the same brain that a monkey has, uh -huh. right? I think that having your house be clear and clean and having the environment be more simple, I think you bog yourself down less. I think you can have more thoughts when your environment is more empty. Right. And this is something that I think I picked up on early on in my life, which is the idea that Boredom is not a concept. Boredom is only a concept if you are existing to be entertained. Right. Having an empty mind is meditative. Right. Having an empty space is meditative. If you are in a room full of things to look at, you're going to sit there and look at all the stuff. Right. If you're in an empty room, you're going to sit there and think. Well, now you're thinking. Right. Well, a cluttered room is you are there to fill the room with stuff. Yeah. An empty room is a creative space. You're, it has the space there for you to do whatever you want. It has the, ro the room there for you to be able to do any kind of project you'd want, do any kind of like activity that you would want. And so there is more potential to the space in addition to having a meditative quality to it. Yeah. I'm it has has infinitely more potential to it than a cluttered space. And I think as far as like having momentum to do things and having an impetus to do things, let's say you want to you want to sit down and draw some pictures. Well, if your table is covered in stuff, your barrier to drawing pictures is not you getting your pen and your paper out. Your barrier is 
you've got to move all the stuff and you've got to find some place for the stuff. And if your table's covered in stuff, then probably you don't have anywhere to put the stuff. you got to wipe the table off because it's all dusty and you're going to get paper dirty. And so <laughs> everything you might do is bound by what you have. Mm-hmm. Not to get, like, Fight Club about it. Right. But when, <laughs> when it comes down to it, like, the only things I'm really interested in buying are tools to do things that I want to do or reference books about things that I want to do. That is, like, basically the only thing I really spend my money on. That's all I'm really interested in spending money on. Sure. And you know what? All those things get put away. They don't just sit out in a pile and they don't get stored in closets, really. They're just, like, they are to be used and then you use them and then you put them back. Right? <laughs> the, the bags of, of, of sales sweaters from clearance and all this stuff, like, all the stuff that people accumulate and have around their house is, like, just blocking your flow, blocking your vibes, man. <laughs> um. You clean your house to make it look good and smell better and make it safer and easier to live in. Without doing that, you would have mildew and slime scale and mold and filthy grease and bacteria and poop smells and cobwebs and dirt and dust and bugs and all kinds of gross stuff in your house from not cleaning it. And you usually will use Household cleansers, soaps, stuff to make it smell good, right? Do you know what a vacuum is? I think so. It sucks. Welcome that's, to the world, baby. That's right. <laughs> um, vacuums were invented in 1860. Did you know that? No. It had a bellows and it had a rotating brush and it would suck the stuff up off the floor. So I, I'm not sure if that was like a foot operated bellows or what. It would have either had to be a bellows you operate with your left hand or with one of your feet. Like that. That's the sound of Natalie clapping with one hand. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> Sounds like jerking off. <laughs> That's why I said don't do it. In 1860, they had that original vacuum cleaner and then... In the 1900s, they started making electric ones because that's when people started doing electricity. And the electric sweeper was invented in 1907, and it was called the electric suction sweeper. And it had an electric fan and a pillowcase to collect all the dust in. And it was invented in Ohio. Everything great is invented in Ohio. If you like vacuuming, and who doesn't? If you like vacuuming and um, traffic lights... (laughs) Kindergarten. (laughs) 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 Worse guy. (laughs) Don't forget airplanes, man. Airplanes. That was a big one. I hate airplanes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you know who... We would be remiss talking about vacuums if we were not to mention your best friend. Roomba? Roomba. Your little buddy. Yeah. He's just your friend. You guys have a special relationship together. Yeah, we do. Roomba is a robotic vacuum sold by iRobot. <laughs> and it has sensors that, like, navigates around the house and cleans it up. And it can detect obstacles and dirty spots on the floor. And they have sensors that also prevents them from falling downstairs. They have uh, cameras on the newer models. And they make maps. And they will cover all the area of the floor, move room to room, and then put itself on the charger. I don't think, I think your Roomba 
Roomba's a little dumb. My Roomba's never put himself on the charger before. No, he's supposed to be able to, but I think I think he moves the charger a little bit <laughs> when he takes off, and then he will go and try to park himself back on it, and he'll go do 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 do. And then I'll go back in the kitchen and the Roomba will be not quite on the charger. So he's not charging. <laughs> and then if I take him and I push him onto it, like also, also I've never read the manual. <laughs> so I think there's probably something right, I'm missing. Okay. Uh <laughs> but if you if you push him onto the charger and you do it in such a way that you like bump him, he goes do do do, and then he starts cleaning again. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's ready to go. You dummy. <laughs> he's not pretty smart. He's. I've been sweeping with my real vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> not and to bumped brag. And bumped him in, into a Roomba, and he started thinking he was going to do something. Like, bitch, I'm already vacuuming. You dumbass. You should see my superior vacuum. <laughs> I mean, I think it's... The one that really sucks. I think it's a little bit kind of weird that you would be vacuuming in there. I mean, that's kind of where he works. Well, have you seen how big Roomba's dirt hole is? Like, what are you supposed to do that? Do with that? That's like a tablespoon of dirt. <laughs> how much is Roomba hole? Fucking nothing. He's worse than a dustbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I need real sucking power. I need like... Like the most fucking sucktacular shit ever needs to like just suck your brains out in order to like satisfy me. That's not Roomba. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the new ones having a camera on them. I don't like the idea of something driving around my house videotaping it. I wonder if they're like is it taking pictures of you and posting posting them on the internet for the cops. I mean, I don't. I don't know. If it would, I don't know if Roomba's cousins are comrades or cop suckers. <laughs> I think that everything is, a, anything that has a computer on it, I don't trust it. I'm like, hmm, I don't need it. Anything well, that tells me it's going to like get on the internet, I don't want it. My Roomba doesn't link up or anything. Like the idea that it would just drive around my house on its own with a camera, like there's no way you cannot convince me that that is not exploitable. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I barely like having a camera on my computer, barely. Yeah, like I I don't think that there's any benefit to having like a botnet driving around your house. No, uh -uh. I'm not interested in it. It's not my thing. But um, you know what Roomba does not clean up though? Crime scenes. <laughs> they should. <laughs> Crime there scene. There you Roomba. go. <laughs> That's a million dollar idea. Garbage Brain University. M million dollar idea. Are you tired of how easy NCIS makes crime scene <laughs> cleanup look? <laughs> With crime scene Roomba uh, cleaning blood and viscera <laughs> off of surface off of surfaces is. Uh, just a just a single click away on your smartphone. <laughs> right, right. I, I imagine that like crime scene Roomba would just be like a giant Roomba and he would roll into the room like and he'd go into the middle of the room and then he would just start spraying the place down. <laughs> just keep on spraying it until the like the insides of the walls were all like clean, clean. And then he would go around and suck all the liquid off the floor. With oh. Super suckers. Done and done. Yeah, you said a giant Roomba, and I was thinking like a Zamboni. Yeah, uh -huh. that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Crime scene, Roomba Zamboni. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it'd be that'd be perfect because that's that's just the thing is uh if something i mean if a crime gets committed like the cops show up i mean i think there's this perception that cops do anything right <laughs> i think people might think you know if somebody gets shot to death in your house not to be a bummer but it's america so if somebody gets machine gunned to death the cops show up and they're like, oh, yeah, he was machine gunned to death. You'd be like, I know. I was there when the guy came and machine gunned him. They'd be like, oh, yeah, do you want to come down to the station? And you're like, yeah, not really, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I know what happens there, man. Don't talk to the cops. I had a dream about don't talk to the cops. The whole dream was I was just waiting for the cops because they got arrested for killing somebody. I didn't kill. Oh, I didn't yeah. kill anybody, but they arrested and me. And you were just waiting for him. The so whole dream could... was just me waiting for the cops to show up and just being like, don't say anything to him. We're just going to call our lawyer. I'm yeah. not talking to the cops at all. Talk to my lawyer. <laughs> That's my dream. It's just me just saying that to myself over and over and sitting in a room by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to the cops. But those those crime scene guys, they get all suited up. Yeah. Because the idea is that. That's hazmat, baby. If somebody gets machine gunned, there's no telling what they had in their blood. Right. It could be the thing from the thing. And you don't want to be there when you eat up the paper clip and it put it. It could be in. like a turtle gets salmonella. <laughs> I thought you meant that a person had turtles in their blood. <laughs> no. And I was like, that is the most like 1800s snake oil quackery thing I've ever heard of. No. I mean, I, the turtles are in there to move the humors around. <laughs> you recharge the turtles by smoking tobacco. That's invigorating Lodden to them. them. <laughs> Laudanum slows the turtles yeah. down. <laughs> a turtle is like the Roomba of the blood system. It really is. If you think about it, <laughs> it wasn't for the turtles pushing your blood through your veins. How would how would it ever get to your heart? You'd be They're in, like little plows. <laughs> you'd be in trouble, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> blood turtles. <laughs> Did you know that um, there is a crime scene cleanup game on Steam where you go around and clean up crime scenes? It sounds, it <laughs> I sounds would like about it, right. Yeah. You are to get it. Um, Steam to me implies that I don't have anything that I would be able to play the game on because I'm not a gamer. I don't have like a gaming rig. You can get Steam on a Mac. Anytime I've ever tried to get games on a Mac, it doesn't work that good. Just spins your fan up yeah. 100%. Spins yeah. up my fan. I like to have a quiet Mac, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Be quiet, baby. I don't want to hear you right now. It ruins my immersion in my book. I'm pretending I'm reading a book right now. Stop. If, <laughs> if your Mac's fan spins up when you're reading an e-book, you probably, you probably got some malware on your e-book. <laughs> Computers mining fucking Ethereum. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. What did you learn today about cleaning? <laughs> Overall, it's a good idea. You should do it, otherwise you're going to get pestilence. Think about it. Think about how clean you could be if you could just be truly clean. All the way. All the way into the very middle. Clean all the way through. If you could just get rid of all, all the dirty. All the stuff that's dirty. Exactly. All the bad. Get rid of all the bad and all the dirt, and you'll never die. You know who else will never die? <laughs> Cory Grella. <laughs> the first to walk among us bathed in the light of immortality. <laughs> Cory Grella, a sight to see. A true 
parade of divinity. So clean, she might be dirty. (laughs) You know, Natalie. What? (laughs) What, If I want to go somewhere to get that mouthwash feeling inside and out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can tell you where to go. (laughs) Where is that? (laughs) Harlem Township, Minty Fresh. One of the... 18 townships in Delaware County, Ohio, and certainly the cleanest one. You won't get, you know, there's some of those. I'm not going to name names, uh, but you, you're you not going to stay clean in some of these other townships in Delaware County, baby. Um, In Harlem Township, um, the township's uh, record of bylaws, chapter 4, section 792, states that every toilet in Harlem Township has to have blue water in it. Really? Yeah. No, that makes sense. That explains. That explains a lot. No dirty toilets and all blue water. That blue water, that's how you know you are getting a clean flush. If you live there and the mayor shows up and your toilet water isn't blue, you get kicked out. And that, uh, who could blame you? And Natalie, if you've got a special mayor in your life, <laughs> yeah. do you want to give him... Bananas? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but do you want to give Fresh him... Fresh ones. <laughs> Not brown ones. I see you know where I'm going yeah, with this. Yeah, I do. <laughs> because I've been sending bananas to the mayor of Harlem Township for months because my toilet water is not blue. <laughs> but every time I send him bananas, I put a packet of Hazel Technologies in the package. The bananas always show up fresh and not because Harlem Township is only about five miles from here. <laughs> you know... We like your produce to survive the vagaries of the U.S. Postal Service's reduced hours and unfortunately mandated cutbacks in its service and quality. And Hazel Technologies is going to help you navigate the new hellscape of 2021. Right, right. Bananas fresh to the mayor every time. So if you haven't already, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. That'll get you in. You can tell us what to talk about. You can hop on the topic suggestion board and say so. So. So thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. I love you. Goodbye. Bye.